0: Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. I saw that. Brick killed a guy. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on
1: fire, and I killed a guy with a trident.
0: Brick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by. Lay low for a while, because you're probably wanted for murder. I'm proud of you fellas. You all kept your head on a swivel, and that's what you gotta do when you find yourself in a vicious cockfight. He's hurt. Uncertain log, Prescott runs it up the middle.
1: 15, 10, 5, diving to the right. Oh,
2: that's what I'm talking about. 17, your boys took so out business. you always talk about that, Prescott. Let me tell you what that Prescott did. Why did you do
3: We're in the
0: end game now.
1: Forever!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for Avengers!
2: Welcome back. It's the Zero to 100 Podcast. I am your host, William C. Walker Jr. And in this episode, which is Catching Up Part 2, I have the rest of the conversation I had with my nieces about Stranger Things, uh, Volume 2 of uh, Season 4. And I also have the rest of the conversation I had with my brother, Corey, and my niece, Amaya, as we were talking about all things Marvel In regards to their phases uh, and all of the projects that they revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. So the last episode was the first part and um, I'm wrapping it up in this one. And then also, football season right around the corner. I'm pumped. I'm excited. And yes, even though Tyron Smith is probably going to be going for the majority of the year, I'm going to tell you why I'm still highly encouraged. About the Dallas Cowboys, and in fact, how I love the fact that everybody is pretty much doubting them to to win the NFC East and to do anything this year. Yes, I'm typically optimistic, uh, although there has definitely been I can I can literally point to the seasons going into it where I was pessimistic. I was pessimistic in 2014 when they uh, lost Sean Lee for the year, and I was very pessimistic when Tony Romo first got hurt. In 2016, where they had uh, a rookie quarterback who went in the, uh, a compensatory fourth-round pick in Dak Prescott. So, I'm, I'm telling you, I just, I'm just i excited about this season. But I'll give you all the details and reasons why later. Uh, so, sit back. This is it for the catching up part. And then um, we'll be back on track because, again, I'm doing better in terms of getting the episodes recorded. It's just taking me time to put them out. So hopefully we'll get better. But you're listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. Catching up. Part two. Let's go. Um, Let's get, Sabaya, what's your uh, favorite Disney Plus shows? How would you rank the Disney Plus well, shows? Well, you to know,
1: go didn't watch all of them. You um, know what?
4: You haven't watched
1: them all? No. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, excuse me, I am a college student. Yeah. And multi right. It's hard for me to watch shows all at once, like I I usually do. Also, you... I felt like some of them weren't interesting enough for to like keep me interested. Like Loki, I was there every Wednesday watching yeah. the episode. I don't well,
4: know about I, the others I could, though. Go ahead talk, I can rank mine, so I would go Loki number one. Wanda Vision two, Falcon and the Winter Soldier three, Uh, and it's like Moon Knight, Miss I guess yeah, Moon mm, Miss mm, Marvel. You know, Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. It's like there are things I liked about each, things I disliked about each. So I'm trying to think like overall. I guess I would have to do Miss Marvel, then Moon Knight. Yeah. Oh. Wow. What about Hawkeye? Oh, you know what? I forgot about Hawkeye. So Hawkeye actually, would I do Hawkeye before or after? So yeah, I go Loki, WandaVision, Hawkeye. I don't know why. I totally forgot about that. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. Did I forget any? That's all of them, No, right? that's it. Oh, yeah. unless you wanted to count what if, but I don't know. Uh, if I did, what if I would put it above Moon Knight. Yeah, I
2: think so that's it. Out, out of all of those, Samaya, which ones did you see?
1: I saw Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and um Loki.
2: That's it?
1: Yeah.
5: It's ridiculous
2: it's ridiculous how are you gonna sit there and call yourself a marvel fan you ain't even seen this, this you ain't even seen everything you won't I,
1: I mean this is, i'll say this like for instance what if when that came out i was like it's what if it's not what is or what's going to happen it's what if it's, what so if. it's a part of it though it's a part no, like that's what the if I'm thinking this is oh what if this happened it didn't actually happen and never it's happened the in any other version that's it's the multiverse
2: if. man well, it actually if they would have
1: prefaced that, with that then I'd probably incredibly relevant.
4: You this should have incredibly relevant.
1: I didn't think so, and that's why I didn't watch it.
4: Well, now if they would have said this was that's the multiverse. Was say, Technically, it might be the second most important of phase four behind Loki.
1: Why do it now after watching Doctor Strange like, oh, they brought the Illuminati from what, if, or they brought Captain Britain from what if Captain Carter?
4: Captain
2: there's Carter, an actual, there's a cat, actual Captain Britain that's a mutant, but
4: yeah, I guess I, I, I didn't even think about that because I think I called her Captain Britain, but yes, yeah, Captain Carter.
1: Did, did they mention um any X Men movies or shows coming up in the next few years?
2: Well, there's the X-Men cartoon that's coming back, but and I they I, I think they're saving that for um the D23 uh presentation. That's why I'm
4: like people love that X-Men cartoon. I was just like, it was yeah, you know. It was that's, mid. Like, that's what I'm about to say, Corey.
2: I must I remember even in school at the time when it came out, I always felt like the X-Men cartoon was overrated. Like really? I I, I like the Spider-Man cartoon more than I liked the X-Men cartoon. And it was also at the same
4: time as Batman the Animated Series. Oh, the yeah. I was, say, and I, I was just about to say, neither one of them can hold a, yes. anything I was to saying, uh, yeah. Batman the Animated Series.
2: Yeah, I was like, neither one of those was anywhere near the level of Batman the Animated Series. But uh, I was like, I, I guess. Yeah. But if I had to, all right, so but Disney Plus shows, I would go, I would probably say, uh, yeah, Loki, I would put number one. My second favorite, I would probably say, is Hawkeye. Third, I would go with um, WandaVision. Then I would say Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, After that, I would say What If. Then I would go Moon Knight and Miss Marvel is at the very bottom. Now I oh, will geez. say, like I got on you somebody about it. I will say, Miss Marvel. I just I, if you didn't want to watch that, I don't. I don't blame you because I, it's like I enjoy the presentation. Yeah, like the style of it. I say like the direction, the directing. I thought was good. Like the way it was presented. I thought, oh, this is a good director. I like the way they presented this and the style of it, but in terms of the story and the character, oh, buddy, that's a tough watch. That's a tough watch. It was hard to get through. That It felt like a chore. It felt like a chore. I was ready for it to be over. In fact, I didn't even watch it until the series was over because I just didn't want to, I just, yeah. So
4: anyway. If, uh, if I was just saying, binging it probably would have been like the best way to watch it because yeah. That episode of format was just,
2: I, I didn't like the character. She was very annoying. Incredibly annoying, man. Super annoying. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. But alright, let, let's, let me, I wanted to before I let you guys get out of here because there is a specific topic I want to close out on. But let's talk about the phase five and six specifically because this is where the cool news came out. So we know movie wise, the the movies that's going to kick off phase five is uh ant-man and the wasp quantum mania and they'll probably release the trailer for that i would if i had to guess it would be in september when they have the d23 uh that comes out and so you have uh ant-man and the wasp quantum mania then on disney plus you're going to have secret invasion and that's six episodes Then you're going to have uh, Echo on Disney Plus. That's six episodes. Then in May, you're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Then on Disney Plus, you'll have Loki Season 2. Then you'll have The Marvels, which is the sequel to Captain Marvels. In the fall, you'll have Blade in uh theaters starring Mahershala Ali as Blade on Disney Plus you'll have Ironheart and then Disney Plus you'll have Agatha House of Heart uh, no Coven of Chaos that's what it's called Agatha Coven of Chaos and later that year we get in Daredevil Born Again which is 18 episodes on Disney Plus and mm-hmm. then a movie uh, at the beginning of, or in the summer of 2024, which is Captain America, New World Order. And then the end of phase five is the Thunderbolts movie. Out of all those projects that I gave out, which one gets you hyped, Samaya? Half of
1: them, I don't even know what they're about. Uh... Uh, I'm feeling even more uh on like not excited. Even more not excited. But I'll say Agatha Coven of Chaos. That sounds interesting. Um definitely Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh Blade, that sounds interesting too. What was the, the... Oh Ant-Man in the Wasp? That one sounds good. I wonder like what that's gonna be about. I that's about it. I feel like you mentioned Echo. What is who?
6: What is that? See, you You
2: know what? You don't know what it is because you didn't watch Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. If you watch Hawkeye, you know what Echo is. You see what I'm saying? You see? What, you see what we dealing with, Corey? Yeah. Well, well, out of all of those
4: projects, which one are you are you excited about, Corey? Um, Ant Man and Wasp. Wild- because I, I really like, I really liked the two Ant Man movies, um, so and and plus like Jonathan Majors is king. I'm excited to see that. So, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Blade, just because you know I'm, I'm curious about it. Like the Wesley Snipes Blade's movie were cool, and then we even watched the Blade TV show with a uh, sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. That was an underrated show. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, a good show. Yeah, I was mad. I, I was mad
2: yeah.
4: when they canceled that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm excited to see, like, you know, Blade uh, now in 2022 with the whole MCU and everything. Um, and I guess, like, I didn't think about it, but, yeah, the Agneson show probably would be good just because, like, I enjoyed WandaVision. So, you know, something more in the realm of magic or whatever, like, I would be cool with that. So I would say that those are the ones that interest me the most. For me, like I'm surprised that neither one of y'all said Loki season two. Oh, I don't know how I forgot that. That actually, yeah, that's that's number one. I don't know how. Yeah, I me too. Because when you said it, I was like, oh, season two Loki, yeah. But so yeah, definitely that's number one.
1: Yeah. yeah me for too. me,
2: I'm yeah. I, I would say I'm most excited for Loki season two, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania for sure, especially because. It's the introduction of King, the Conqueror. Um, Blade, without question. But, yo, I'm pumped for this Daredevil Born Again. Like, it's 18 episodes. Like I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I guess I'm pumped for the Daredevil Born Again more so because I'm incredibly intrigued as to what this is going to be because the Netflix Daredevil show is really good. Especially yeah.
4: Season one and season three. I'm just like stuck on the 18 episodes. Like I don't know why they just seem so ridiculous. Um, even though like back when we was coming up, you know sitcoms yeah. and everything were like 22 episodes a season. Like that was yeah. nothing But it's just like
2: I guess that's the part where I'm really intrigued because I'm like 18 episodes. Like that's old school. Like that's like mm. that's like 24 days. Like that's mm. Yeah, you know what I mean it's like it's it's like I'm I'm kind of intrigued, like, or and and then I guess the tone of it because the Netflix shows Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Arthur, like that was a that was not some PG thirteen shows, yo. There was some there was some R rated shows. Yeah, so I'm and like you know I know Disney Plus has already content now because they got Deadpool on there and they got. The Netflix shows that was there on there, so I'm I'm very curious. Like even when like see again, Sami. You know what, Sami, you ain't even watched the Netflix Marvel show. You just just <laughs> I I don't
4: understand. Have you seen all different. the X Men movies like Logan and all of that stuff? Deadpool.
6: Deadpool.
1: No, no. I've seen Logan though, and I see bits and pieces of the other movies, but.
2: I don't know what it's about. You Logan, gotta catch up. Yeah, you gotta catch up. You gotta <laughs> catch up.
4: Logan's overrated, though. I'll say that. I, that I that's why I I started watching it again, just because I was like, "Yeah, everybody talks it's about how overrated rated it is. Yeah. Overrated. I was like, it's not that. It's I, I
2: mean, if you want to compare it to the other Wolverine movies, well, yes, it's a masterpiece compared to those pieces of crap. But so is like me filming something on my iPhone because the
4: movies were strange. <laughs> but, but, uh... Wolverine I mean, look, was much better than <laughs> The Origins, though. The Wolverine... See, again,
2: it's like, that's the funny thing. It's like, the the, the Wolverine movies only went up in quality because of how bad the previous one. Like, X Men Origins Wolverine was so awful. The Wolverine was, yes, it was way better But then when you really watch the Wolverine versus other stuff, you be like, "Eh, it's not that good. But compared to other joint, it was really good. So Logan compared to the Wolverine, yes, Mm -hmm. it it was better. But everybody was comparing it to the Dark Knight. And I'm like, y'all smoking crack. This is not anywhere near as good as the Mm -hmm. Dark Knight. Or Deadpool. Like Deadpool was off the chain to me. Like, mm-hmm. I just recently re-watched that. I was like, yo, this is a good freaking movie. Now, Deadpool 2... Uh, yeah. It was, I was like, what the... I was like, what happened? I was like, you had the good movie. What is this? It's just... But anyway, uh, so I'm excited about that. Now, Phase 6 is going to get kicked off with uh, Fantastic Four. And this is where they had like a bunch of empty slots. They had all these dates, but they was all empty. And I think they did that on purpose because they're going to reveal it at the uh, D23 day in September. And, uh, but they did reveal that in the summer you're going to get Avengers the Kang Dynasty. And then just seven months later, you'll get Avengers Secret Wars. we getting two Avengers movies in one year! am fired up i'm fired up for that i can't wait for that i'm excited i'm excited for that
4: what's your thoughts cory um i guess two avengers movies that is a big deal because like before they were like the culmination of the phases each time um yeah, that's hard. Like Fantastic Four, I, I I am looking forward to. I guess them bring finally bringing um, Fantastic Four and then even the X Men into uh, the the main MCU. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to those. Like it, it's so funny. I'm just like I, I was just thinking, just like the the uh, Wolverine movies thing. Like whatever Marvel does with the Fantastic Four compared to. You know the, the other ones before, him. even though the very first Fantastic Four movie, especially at the time, I think was you know pretty good. But um yeah, I, I don't
2: remember hating it. it yeah, it was. It was right. like I thought it was okay, and then it was like upon mm-hmm. comparing it to the other stuff that was coming out, it was like okay,
4: this ain't that great, but well, this isn't yeah. great. But that that new Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan, that Woo! was terrible. That was hot flaming garbage.
2: That was that thing. It was by far. It made the first two Fantastic Four movies look like Marvel Studios Phase One produced stuff. Mm -hmm. It just, yeah, man, it was bad. It was bad. Samaya, what's your thoughts on the what we know so far about Phase Six?
1: I'm really excited to see what these two Avengers movies is going to be about and what they're going to consist of. Because like, like, Uncle Carl, it's like, where are the Avengers? And honestly, it's like, who's left of the Avengers? Anybody willing to like, be like the one to be like, oh yeah, we're going to, this is the Avengers, these are the people who are the Avengers, and this is the leader of the Avengers. And then you mentioned how there's going to be like the young Avengers. Wonder who's gonna make up them.
4: So, yeah. I think that, yeah. that when you just said that, Samara, that did make me say, yeah, I do wanna know like who the Avengers team is in this next phase, like, uh, and, and who's gonna be leading. Like, is it's so funny, I wanna call him the Falcon, but I guess he's Captain America now. Yeah. Uh, like, is he, is he gonna be the leader, or?
2: If I, I had to know... guess, I think it's gonna be Captain Marvel.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Because it, it's not seem the the give off leader vibes. Not from what I saw from Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Then
4: again, neither just Captain Marvel because she ain't never there.
2: Oh, that's It's just uh, that's what I'm saying. It's it's just it's so weird. I just I, I do want to give like because like I said they they had a bunch of dates that was up there for Phase Six, but they was like they didn't reveal anything. Uh-huh. If I want to get some of your speculation. Like, What do you think is going to be revealed and what do you want to be revealed? Samaya?
1: Well, I mean, if they already have Phase 4 or Phase 5, that's going to be introducing more characters. And maybe those new characters, they get their first movies, their origin movies, that's probably going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we're going to see another Thor movie before Avengers, the next Avengers movie?
2: Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> they do, and care.
1: Like, is love gonna be like part of the the Young Avengers? Is That'll she gonna
2: see the Avengers?
4: Start on that weird behind character, just man. Yeah, I think that's that's a good thought. Somebody, as far as like the new characters getting their movies. Um, dang, I, I don't even remember what I was. Uh, it was something about the Fantastic Four. I was like, oh, but you know oh, what? I'm they,
1: excited for that too. I hope Jimmy. They're,
4: they're, I was saying, if phase six is culminating in Secret Wars, they're probably they're gonna have to introduce the X-Men in some of those slots. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how, but I, I imagine I guess uh, you know you would get an X-Men movie maybe right before Secret Wars.
1: Do you think they're gonna do a, like who do you think is gonna play uh Wolverine?
4: I don't know.
2: That's where I think I, I feel like I think what's going to be revealed in phase six is going to be. Uh, I think they're going to have a season two, a moon night. And I think that they're definitely going to have the X Men introduced. Um, like, I, I don't know if it's going to be called X Men or if they, because there's been a rumor that's been going around for a while that the. Um, the Marvel Studios was going to introduce them as the Mutants and call them, the, like, call the movie The Mutants before they called them the X Men. Um, so I think, like, th- there's a, uh, I think, I do think that it's going to be for sure in phase six, it's going to be Moon Knight season two because they didn't talk about it at Armor Wars, which was something they talked about, like, well before, uh, you know, they revealed any yeah. other stuff and they didn't mention that in Phase 4 or Phase 5, so I think Armor Wars is another one that they'll they'll probably mention, or maybe it'll just go away like the Inhumans went away, but um, I think that's what will be what I hope to be introduced is definitely X-Men for sure, and, De- and actually in uh, Deadpool 3, I'm interested yeah. to see, because again, I'm interested to see how they go about incorporating that type of Movie because they already said it's going to be rated R, so I'm I'm very intrigued to see how they they do that. And I do know the guy that directed Ryan Reynolds and Free Guy and um, the Adam Project is the director for Deadpool three, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see that. The one other rumor, and this brings me to the final topic that I wanted to talk with you guys, and I saved this for last. This is a Phase four thing, but I you know one rumor is that Doctor Doom. Like they've already picked the actor who's playing Dr. Doom and he's gonna be introduced in uh, like a teaser in um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, I watched the trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever because that was one of the things that came out of the (sighs) Comic-Con. From a visual standpoint, it looks amazing. The cinematography looks top-notch. It was an emotional trailer. But I can tell you right now, my desire to see this movie is at a negative 100 because they should have recasted the role of T'Challa. I don't understand how you go to make a Black Panther movie and there's no Black Panther and I understand that the mantle is being passed on to Shori, I don't care. I know that Shori took up the mantle and Black Panther in the comics, but here's the deal. The Shori that was introduced in the comics is totally different from the Shori that they've introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And here's my other issue with it. Even though Shori took it up in the comics, it was a temporary thing because T'Challa was in a coma, he came out the coma and he reclaimed the mantle. And I'm really freaking tired of the fact that you then took this great black superhero and you didn't essentially said, Oh, this dude don't matter. He's easily replaced. We can just replace him. Just because the like you made a tragedy of Chadwick Bozeman's untimely death even more tragic by simply doing away with this character as if it didn't mean anything. And the other part that I'm really upset about and nobody seems to be talking about, it's really gross to me that they are monetizing or capitalizing on this man's untimely death and incorporating it through the movie. Like, look, here's this is essentially a funeral for Chadwick Boseman. We know this dude really died in real life and it's tragic, but we also want to make a billion dollars off of it and pull on everybody's heartstrings to come watch this movie because he died in
4: real life. That's where I'm at. I'm disgusting. I'm I'm disappointed that they didn't recast, but I'ma still go see it. Um I'm excited. Like you said, it, it looks incredible. Um and and even like the the music, like I'm like Ryan Cooper just need to direct more movies. Like I need to see some more stuff from him. I love Creed, love the first Black Panther. So um I, I'm excited to see the movie. Yeah, I'm not as excited as I would be like if they had recast it just because I was like, you can't have this character disappear off screen, you know? Like they do just go like, oh, he died. Like the only way that it would make sense is like whatever you say or your friend or somebody said, well, maybe it's during the snap. And I was like, okay, like, but because I'm just like, you can't kill this dude off screen or have him die off screen and not like show it. And maybe they had some footage before he uh, actually died or whatever. Maybe they were doing some filming and they'll put something in there. But um, if they don't do that on screen, it, you know, that's that's just going, like, I, I'm not happy with them not recasting, but that'll just make it even worse if they like, you know, disappear him without actually showing it. Samaya, you're one of the nuts that didn't
2: want them to recast this role. What do you have to say for yourself, Samaya? You got it. You got what you want. You ruined the franchise. You ruined the movie. <laughs> what
1: What do you got to say for yourself? Because you're part of that number. Well, first of all, first of all, I didn't ruin anything because I had no say in the matter. I didn't go on any Twitter uh feed thread and go oh they better not recast black panther i didn't do any of that oh the people who i I, and i don't represent the people who did um i can understand the people who did because i did feel like they couldn't recast him but when we had that talk so long ago when we were going to your house and you explained that chadwick boseman himself wouldn't have wanted this and i was like man if you look at it that way yeah we shouldn't be so upset about recasting his role. And then on top of it, you added that his brother was like, go ahead and recast the, the role. And then, I mean, and if, uh, you got to kind of like, a lot of times I keep trying to hold the movies to the comics, but we got to remember the Marvel Cinematic Universe is different than the comics. Yes, it would be nicer to see what happened in the comics come to life in the MCU, but it's just, they're based off of the comics. And, the directors and the producers, they get to make up what story they want with the characters. Um so I mean if we keep kind of think of it that way, it's helpful. Um but I'll definitely say like like I'm Uncle Corey, like I'm kind of upset that they didn't recast and that they're throwing Shuri into this because I don't think she's ready or they didn't really perceive her in the previous movies where she's shown up to be someone ready to take over the Black Panther name so I'm interested to see how it works out but I don't really I think it would have been better to recast like everyone said even though I feel like this role should strictly be for Chadwick Boseman even though he passed away I get it yes he can't play the role anymore but um it's sad to see that he won't be able to do that and i just generally don't like when there's a chain of movies and there's a person that you highly identify as the as the character like plays that character and then they no longer play because they didn't get like the money or they passed away or whatever i i, I just don't like it because it's easier to match that person that actor with that character so
2: i just you know it's like uh I know you've seen the clip, Corey. There's a the, uh, guy, Van Latham, who's on a podcast, and he explained his issue with them not recasting Black Panther so perfectly, like it was just absolutely perfect. And I'm paraphrasing it because it was it was long, but he was just talking about how as black men, there's so many things that can take us off, uh, you know, take us out, and you know, Chadwick Bozeman dying young because of colon cancer was like another reminder. But then on top of that, you carry this character that was this supposed to be like, the beauty of comic books and the beauty of comic book characters in general is that they can live on forever. Like comic book characters live on forever. Like Superman has been in existence since the 60s. Captain America has been in existence since the 60s. Black Panther was the very first Black Superhero, and so he's existed long before us, and he should exist long after we're gone. And yet, they decided, well, this character T'Challa, and I'm saying T'Challa because it's not the Black Panther, because, like, just like how Clark Kent is Superman, and Bruce Wayne is Batman, and Peter Parker is Spider Man, T'Challa is the Black Panther, and it's incredibly disrespectful to me. And I said, like, I said to Schley. I said this is so disrespectful to me because if you had an actor like, let's say, you know, Tom Holland, I'm using this as an example. And this is somebody said this on Twitter, and I agree with it. Tom Holland, God forbid, let's say he got
4: in an accident and he died. Yeah, I'm like the dude who played Chekhov. like exactly. You no know, he died young. Exactly. Um, it's like you're yeah. not you're not
2: gonna take the character of Peter Parker and go, well. We can't do Spider-Man anymore because Peter Parker, the guy that played Peter Parker is dead. No, they will recast it and they want to get that Spider-Man money and they will put that Spider-Man money out there. But the black superhero, the black character, the the main character of that, they're like, "Uh, who cares? These, these, we don't care about these ends. We'll just, they they can go ahead and we'll
4: just replace them. Like, we're not going to replace them. But we'll just put this person up here and say, oh, you can be Black Panther. Like, yeah, they're, they're just like, oh, no, nobody else could ever play this character because Chadwick and all this stuff, whatever. I'm just like, Heath Ledger died. They wasn't like, oh, we're, we're retiring the Joker. Yes, yes. Like, that's the part. Like, that's, his, his, his death was, you know, just as sudden and all yeah. of that and, and unexpected and, you know. It's infuriating
2: to me. It's just it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. And it's like, because I had one of my friends we're like, go, oh, I see Chadwick is Blade Peter. Nobody else should do that. I'm like, okay, well, all right. I see Wesley Snipes is blade, but Maharsha Ali is playing Blade. I'm not sitting there like, oh, you can't do that. Because if it's not Wesley Snipes, then you shouldn't do it. Like, I just yeah. just it drives me crazy. It makes me mad. Am I gonna it, go it, see it? Am yeah, I it's, see
4: really, it's really so just Go ahead. It's just the tragedy of his death, and and people are tying the two together, and it's like no, they, these aren't connected. He was playing a character. Yes, he he is not T'Challa. Yes, he, he's Chadwick Boseman. It's it's
2: like you know another example, like another analogy, and this is why again I'm so frustrated about it. Was somebody had pointed out, especially you can't recast. He died. What were you supposed to do? And I was like. The, the person said, well, when the, the guy who was playing Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies, Richard Harris passed away before they, they did the other movie. So they had to recast this his character. They had another actor. And he's like, that's not the same thing. Dumbledore, this is what the person said, Dumbledore was an important factor to the story. And T'Challa's not? Yeah, Black Panther's not? Like, that, that's the part I was like, so you telling me that, okay, so, and again, I'm trying, but are you racist? Because you're saying that the white character couldn't be replaced. Not even the main white character. Just the, a supporting white character couldn't be replaced. But the main character of a black franchise, you'd be like, well, you can't replace them with somebody, like, just pass the man them, but you can't replace them. Like what? It just, just that's just that. That's why I get so mad about it. Like it's it's crazy to me. So, am I gonna go see the movie? Yes. My blackness won't allow me to not support it. It's just I I I know I'm gonna see it, but am I going opening night? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not going opening night. I just I, I refuse. I, I just, because it's, it's like, it just makes me so mad that they just took this important character and was like, oh, not going to see this character anymore. Oh, it just makes me so mad. Yeah. Samaya, thanks a lot. It's your generation's fault.
4: Well, I think Samaya came around our, <laughs> to our side, but
2: yeah. I'm just joking, Samaya. But well, all right, you guys, I appreciate you jumping on. Corey, I, I gotta have you back because, man, we gotta talk football, son. Yeah, it's
4: back.
6: Yeah, all right. Then.
2: All right, bye, you guys. Bye. bye, bye. So, that's it for the Marvel talk. Uh, it, it's so funny to me how people seem to be down on Marvel's phase four. I'm like, like I said, when I was talking to Corey and Samaya, now that I feel like I have a better understanding of what the point of Marvel's Phase 4 is, I'm excited. I'm super excited for Disney Day that's coming up on uh, September 8th, which I I believe is when they will reveal the rest of their uh, Marvel lineup on D23. Um, Like, I do know that they're, like, we didn't even talk about it, but I've, you know recently found out that there's going to be a wonder man uh, disney plus series uh like i you know some people have been complaining in terms of like oh it's too much quantity it needs to be little less or whatever and i have zero problem with it just because i feel like they've successfully created uh expanded the universe to where it's it mirrors the comic book universe to a like an extent. Like it's still like the comic book universe to me is 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 so massive and so sprawling. It's hard to even wrap your brain around all the stories, and I feel like they've done that. And yes, it's not as connected as the Infinity Saga was, but I still feel like this what, what's now known as the multiverse saga. It's still been very good, especially if the point of Phase 4 is to establish these new characters and, and introduce new characters and new elements and, and expand in the multiverse. And now you just build off of that. And I'm excited for the fact that we're going to get two Avengers movies in 2025. I'm super pumped for it. Uh, I can't wait to hear the casting of Fantastic Four. I'm very interested to see what are the titles That are going to be revealed. Like they had all these titles up there blank and all these dates. So you don't know what it is. The only thing that I am not even going to front. I am so bummed about Black Panther. I still can't get over it. I'm still bummed. I'm still hoping that they recast T'Challa. And I didn't get the chance to include the Van Lathan um, response to like his response that he gave in an interview when the first trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever came out, but I want to include his comments on um, on this uh, I want to include his comments on this episode at the end of the episode, uh, just so you can see what he was talking about because I feel like he perfectly explained why it sucks that T'Challa was a recast and what it means in that regard, so, uh, I, you know, I touched on it, but I wanted to included because he it was just it was really good how he explained it uh, but up next this is gonna be the final thoughts on stranger things and yes I am looking forward to um, the final season which I wish was not two years from now but I guess I can't talk with how long it takes me to get episodes out so anyway um, <laughs> I'll be back to, to to wrap that up you're listening to the zero to 100 podcast Let let me get back on track. So, all right, Samaya,
1: you can kick us off. What was your best moment? Uh, I didn't even say my worst. Oh, I'm sorry. What was your worst moment? I'll say my worst was, yeah, when they started killing, I mean, obviously, I didn't like how they killed off Eddie, but, like, wait, no, that was also part of it, too. I just think the whole, like, killing either Max or Eddie was just ridiculous because, first of all, Steve was getting attacked by those demo bats the same way Eddie was and he survived, mm. but Eddie didn't. Um, and then, yeah, I think it was like kind of messed up. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like I would think I would say the death scenes were, were pretty good though. Cause it was really shocking. And even though it hurt so much to watch them die, or like closely die. I think it was really good to add to the end of the, the season cuz it really like it shocks you. But also like, yeah, why would they do that to Max? And when 11 was over here like in her duffel like oh my friends are going to die and I can't do anything about it. But as soon as Mike starts talking to her, she gets the courage to to fight back. But she don't fight back in time to save Max. I find that a little suspicious. I find that makes me a little angry because the, the the right time she was just and she was just seconds seconds earlier she could have saved Max, but no, no, she decided to fight back seconds after her bones done cracked and her eyes done rolled up into her head and now she's blind and she can't see and everything hurts and so she thinks she's going to die.
2: Well, I'll say this in regards to Eleven, and you guys can chime in. Cause I had a problem with her sitting there trying to be like oh let me talk this dude down oh it was Papa's fault and this and it was very clear mm-hmm. that he was just getting you ready to take this dude out and clearly this dude was dirty from the get-go like th- he was bad before he met uh yeah like, he killed his whole family exactly. Exactly. The dude was dirty from the jump. So, Eleven, I'm gonna need you to stop trying to talk the dude down. Do what you're supposed to do and take this cat out. But
1: but let oh, me also, get... The whole Mike being like, oh, the reason why I didn't say that I loved you was because I was afraid you wouldn't need me anymore. Boy, get out of here. You're not that, <laughs> you're not all that. You're not all that, calm down.
7: I definitely feel like Will's character wait is it will mike i feel like mike's character was very um Pointless. anticlimactic very unnecessary yeah.
6: his character Boy, was very, the dialogue <laughs> between him and in will the was background just i found I, I that was really
1: strange wait what did you say the dialogue between will and mike like when they were in the car was really strange
7: it was just very awkward but i also felt like it it just wasn't written out well. I feel like it it, yeah. it was necessary, but it just wasn't written out well. And like, that's how I feel all about Mike's
1: personality. Was was just finding Eleven and being with her. Which no, <laughs> actually,
7: like Mike has no personality outside of Eleven. Also, exactly. it's extremely it's extremely rude to me and my family. Here's actually, I'm not even going to get into this. But that's another thing I didn't like about this. I'm going to make it quick: is how they got on Lucas in the beginning of the season in the Volume One. About him betraying them, about him yep. not attending D mm-hmm. and D no, and going no, to no, a basketball, basketball game. I think a heard. basketball Don't game, me. which is the finals, and then him not attending D and D, of which they clown, of which Mike clown everybody for doing, uh, because he wanted to spend time with Eleven. Now Eleven's gone. He wants to go join the club again. Wasn't sitting right with me and my soul. Just wasn't.
3: behavior is giving clownery how they just disrespect. Exactly, and they kept
6: saying that like, yeah. Lucas was trying to abandon them. When he, Lucas w- didn't say that you can't have the, like, the event at all. Like, he said that you could push it back
1: so he could, yeah. so you could uh, make it for his game. Exactly. Okay. You, gotta, like, you have to understand what's more
7: important.
1: We already knew. We it. already, you already knew. See, this is my thing. People need to understand. If you already have a planned plan, Thing going on, and something else comes up. Then you gotta tell that person, "Hey, I already got this plan." What you already have planned comes precedent of whatever comes afterwards. So if they the already game had game the D and D, a D and D game, a basketball what? game in the finals is
2: way more important than a exactly. Game. Exactly. basketball game.
6: A basketball game can't be a, a game game D&D basketball. D&D basketball. it's oh, oh, so oh, that's, that's like outside
2: his this shit Court was very slim. I'll say this, Samaya. A basketball game that's a state championship or a, he was a bench warmer. Game, he was a bench warmer. It doesn't but matter. He won the point. It doesn't matter if you're on the I team. The point. That takes precedence over your social club event, which could be moved to any date. I can't move the basketball game. But I can move the social club event. So I I was with Lucas on that one, but that was in volume one. They ain't got nothing to do with volume two. So, okay, yeah. But I will say, let me ask you guys this because here's my thing where I said, Nancy messed this thing up. When When they had Vecna and she's shooting this dude with a shotgun, why are you going to the body, man? This dude is right in your face. Take his head off. You point that shotgun in his head. And you blow his head off if his power is in his mind. I'm taking the
1: mind, son. What's up with that? He was right no, no, there. No, 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 That's no. why. I need First to- of all, first of all, first of all. I know. Okay, I feel. I get that. Okay, yeah. But also, who? What do we? What do we do with heads? We chop them off, right? We chopped them off. She Who had, had an gun. axe? Who had something had that could gun. cut the head off? All she had to do was she, point she it had at a tree. freaking axe. He could use to chop off his head, and he did nothing. He just stood there. Also, she, the only thing I'll say is all three of them all three of them did not go down. They says, I'm, I'm going to make sure he is not breathing. I'm going to make sure he's not breathing. As soon as he fell out oh. that window, I'm running down the stairs. I'm running down the stairs to finish him off. Like, I'm not giving him a chance to get away. And they just, what took them so long? They waited like 10 minutes to go downstairs and check yeah. on him, and he's gone. There,
2: there was not a good strike team. They wasn't a good strike team. They were, like you not have
1: one job everybody people died for y'all to get in there and to kill him and you let him go I feel like I feel like Nancy messed up way before then
5: though like not just with the shotgun like mm-hmm. back when I feel like this was at the beginning of volume two after he like got in her mind and was trying to scare her and send her a warning and then mm-hmm. she like sat them all down and was like having a meeting and she was like we have to do something it's like yes but also like no like 11 is safe all in every other season so why not just like i know they didn't want to wait but like 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 i feel like they made things worse and there were so many unnecessary deaths because she made them take action when they could have just waited i feel like if they just waited like max wouldn't have gotten hurt eddie wouldn't have died like they could just waited and just i don't think that's true
2: i somewhat agree with you on that
1: i somewhat agree yeah i agree too i I feel like you they should have waited and I like, for death, though. So, if they would have waited, Max would have died. No, no, I, mean, no, I, I no, feel like they could have no. come Y'all
6: with a better plan. Their plan
1: was very yeah. sus. Their plan was not good at all. Yeah.
2: It, it they used Max as, as bait. Yeah. Yeah.
5: That's why like, know. They
2: put the, uh, they put, like, they used her specifically as bait. And it's, it's like, like it's so she, took the, she took the music off and, and called him out and everything. It, like you could you could have waited you could have waited but again that's part of the writing process because they had to the advance they literally
1: said though in the show what? they went to the hospital and they were like oh well if we had waited then you if we would have had waited till 11 got there then Max would have been dead they literally said that in the show uh, But that's what they, they sure believe though that's yeah. they sure. do, you really think, do you really think they were going to make it in time yeah before Vecna yeah. striked again. They made it all
7: them days without Vecna striking after Max had gotten, in, you know, pull cool.
6: so
5: They could have waited way.
7: one more day. They could have waited just one more yeah, day, and I promise it, you, they would have done.
5: It would have been fine. No, what, if they would have instead of attacking, they would have been fine, but she, she got scared because he sent her one message and then she decided to go and attack him. Like, Like, literally, Eleven has powers, he has powers. What makes you think that, like, Five six humans can go into the upside down and defeat him. Like Blue, so, what's this? This was a very much Scooby Doo plan. That's why I understand.
2: technically, it worked, or it would have worked if they executed better. And Man. I was like, they, they. But also, they it.
1: went into it. They went into it not thinking Eleven was going to piggyback. Yeah. If Eleven hadn't piggybacked. Max would have been gone a long a lot earlier. That's true. Cause she kinda like she kinda intervened mm. with Vecna and held him up. But like but, And she was the one who helped get his mind off of like because remember when they went into the building, the um the vines they they caught them. And I think when he started fighting eleven, all his attention went to eleven and they were able to get free. So no, yeah, I, I think, actually
2: actually what got them free was the people in Russia, which we, oh, right, we, right, we right, right. talked about. Which, which to me just goes to show you how pointless to me the whole uh yeah. was. I'm sorry. Like I understand that it connected because that is what got everybody free when Hopper and them uh killed the the Demogorgons and, and
1: uh you know Why Murray. Are they even
6: there?
1: What'd you say? We need to talk about this Russia thing because, like, think about it, it's a hive mind, and those those little beings like the demogorgon, the demo dogs, they are the pieces of the mind Flayer or Vecna, right? Mm-hmm. Why would he have demogorgons in Russia? I know, like, they caught well, them through the, I was through saying, the, the Russian uh, people caught. Them. Like, but like, why people... didn't he just leave? Why didn't the mind player just leave them? No, I I think. I mean, like
2: they didn't explain it, but I think the Russian people had caught portions of the Mind flare, and they had caught the Demogorgon and the Demodogs when they was like, because I guess they had a portal. See, you know, they didn't, well, yeah, they did have a portal, I forgot. They had a portal through their thing in the mall, I
1: believe. Yeah, they did. Yes. Yeah, How did, but like, okay. Wait. So they caught Hopper. Say at the end of season three, they caught him at the mall, or he went through the portal and ended up in Russia. I
2: thought they caught him at the mall.
1: Yeah, I, know, I think. I think in so the so he survived that explosion at the mall. Well, he I predict- he survived. Huh? You saw, you saw how he survived the explosion. I thought he went through the portal and it transported him to Russia. Because this whole time I thought season four was going to be like, okay, they're going to go save um, Hopper and they're going to go through the portal to get back to Hawkins that quickly. But no, then I, I when things started to up, I was like, okay, that's the, not how it the, works. The portal takes you to the upside.
2: Yeah.
5: No, it doesn't take that's you. why I was confused. The portal still got exploded. So yeah. now he. He dived, like, under everything. Yeah, like, I- no
1: wonder, yeah. Okay, so what I'm hearing is those people weren't looking hard enough for Hopper's body when the thing exploded. Well, they thought he blew up. No, no the
5: Russians came in right after the
1: explosion.
2: Oh, right, right, right. Right after. So, you know, we were talking all about the worst moments. What What was your uh, best moment, Samaya?
1: Uh, when Eddie was playing the guitar that was really cool that was a pretty good scene um yeah also like when everybody came back together oh uh, and like because everybody was like saying they were taking screenshots of like the season season two season three and um the be the, the ending of season three in the beginning of like season four and how like 11 mm-hmm. keeps the door open three inches and she left the door open three inches in that last scene and Hopper comes through and it's like she always knew he was going to come back or something like that. I thought that was nice. But seeing everybody get reunited, even though Max is uh, in a coma and Eddie's dead, that was nice to see.
2: Okay. Nalani, best moment?
5: Uh, I guess it's kind of like moments. Uh, Basically, just all the scenes when Eleven is back uh in the facility and like she's like going through all her memories and whatnot like I thought it was just cool like seeing the backstory because we like never really got that resolved I guess I don't know but it was it was cool watching that like that was my favorite part
2: Nasira best moment
6: um um, oh I have two I have two I have one where it was um Max was like Vecna was attacking Max but um 11 came through, and I was waiting for her to come through because I was like, Oh my gosh, Max is literally gonna die if she doesn't come. But then she came in last minute, and I was screaming a lot. <laughs> and then, um, Will and um, um, Jonathan's moment oh, when they were walking yeah, while making the um, the pool for um, 11 that mm-hmm. was really um, tearful. It was it was really sad and sweet, but I like those too.
2: baby Ricky. Best moment. <laughs>
3: um i'd have to say when lucas starts fighting back
6: <laughs> yeah
3: i like if i said my other fit fa- okay i only this is my other favorite scene but i only like it strictly for like how it looks i like when lucas is like when vecna is talking through lucas to max and max is like realizing that like, oh, like yeah. that scene is so good mm-hmm. it's like it's probably one of my favorite scenes now but definitely when lucas is fighting back and, you know, he's not getting beat up no more. Definitely that.
2: Nevaeh, best moment? My best
7: moment, even though the season was kind of trash, was um <laughs> I I appreciate – I thought that the scene where Eleven was coming out of the facility with Papa, she was he was carrying her. I don't know. how I thought he was going to get away. Um, he was carrying her in arms. And then she, like, takes down the plane. That was slay of her. That was a yeah. strange slay.
6: That was a slay of <laughs> moment.
7: Yeah, I like that. It was very good. Okay, I was, too long to do that. I was gonna say the, the, the moment where Becky was talking through Lucas because I literally said what what is he saying? Like I was like, Lucas, why are you speaking? I was yeah. like, what's going on? I got like scared. It was really it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> totally
2: I, would, good. I think I would say my yeah, I had two best moments. I guess the one I would say is um I I did enjoy Eddie's concert on the uh, on top of the trailer, Um, and I think my second moment was when Hopper chopped off the. uh, Oh yeah, that was a good moment. moment. Like, oh, can we talk about that sword?
1: Where did it come from? Well, that's why we should be so like, oh, that's the same sword that Arnold Schwarzenegger used in yeah, whatever Conan that movie was. <laughs> Where did that move? Like, where did that sword come from? Is it supposed to mean anything like? No, it
2: was like that was just like a little clever Easter egg by the creators. But, you know, the Russians had weapons there. It was, that was just like a little Easter egg that they threw the Conan the Barbarian sword in there because it also fits into the 80s motif. And I know you guys probably never seen Conan the Barbarian, but that movie was dope. Yeah, never
5: seen
2: it. <laughs> it was awesome. And especially the sequel, Conan the Destroyer, and that had Grace Jones in it, which was, which was uh, crazy. And Will Chamberlain. Yeah, man. But Grace was-
1: Jones and Mad Max.
2: No, that's Tina Turner. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> that was Tina Turner. Uh, that was another eighties classic. Well, uh, was the eighties? Yeah, that was eighties. That was late eighties. Did you see the the one that they made a couple of years back? Yeah, Fury Road. Yeah, that thing was Buck Wild. That was a wild movie.
1: Was it? So was it good? Was it bad?
2: Uh, it was. It was good. It wasn't bad. Like I don't think it was like. It was it's funny because it got nominated for Best Picture. I was like, I don't know if it was that good. I didn't think it was that good, but it was it was a pretty crazy movie. I enjoyed it, but it it also to me wasn't it almost didn't feel like a Mad Max movie though. Like he he was like one of the main characters, but I felt like it was more Charlize Theron movie, but you know, it, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. It's got some crazy visuals in it. I'll say that. It was wild. Um, So what are you guys looking forward to in the final season? Nasira.
6: Um, I have a theory that the therapist is like, I don't know, a part of it. And I want to see, cause people are saying that um, Eddie might come back alive because in D there's like this stronger being other than Vecna, which is kind of like a bat, like a bat or a vampire of some sort. And because Eddie was like killed by bats, people think that he's gonna come back. But I think it's the therapist that's connected to Vecna because of all the all the um, watches and like the ve- veckless victims were connected to her. So I think that's going to happen. But I really don't care that much for the next season. I just hope nobody nobody really dies that much.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Nevaeh, what are you actually looking forward to in the final season?
7: In the final season, I'm looking forward to closure. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm also looking forward. I'm, contrary to my belief, I'm looking forward to someone dying. I want cool. a main character to die. I don't know who we're it cool. is. I want it to be good. wrenching. If they kill Will, it's homophobic. I kind of want. I kind of want Will Please. to die, but also the point that's coming home. That's homophobic. So I'm not gonna say. I knew
2: you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. I, and I, I, I don't
1: see the purpose of killing Will. Like, what is that gonna do for the story? No, I just—it's not gonna right do anything. Either. I just think it would be
7: interesting. Um, but also, I, I, I don't know. I just want a main character to die. That's all I want. What should be seen.
6: Um, and oh. then
7: I also feel like I also feel like we should have like a time skip, and we should. I don't know if it, if
1: the well, time skip is going to be the entire season say, or not.
2: They did say they were doing a time skip for this. Oh, okay. Um, but I I don't know. Every how...
1: Season is a time skip, mm-hmm. like by a couple months. So I want like a couple years.
6: Yeah, that's what a time skip is, my A year, not a month. Well, no, it doesn't
1: have to be a time skip. Can be months though there's another this thing about the time skip theory though like yes vecna is hurt but like the upside down is coming to hawkins so like how much how much is it going to be what, what's going to be left of hawkins by the also, end of the also
7: also also i kind of want i kind of want a scene where the entire town of hawkins is like fighting vecna's like stuff yeah. i feel like that would be cool i feel like that would be very interesting very cool
1: I just Honestly, wanna say it happens
7: kind of to... I feel like it would look really cool if like it's just like grandmas and moms and dads just gearing up like their Nancy and fighting uh demogorgons and all this other stuff like that. I feel like that'd be cool. Yes,
1: I just wanted hot. to quickly give mine because it's kind of tied to Neveus. Um added over to like everybody fighting. I just want people and Hawkins and possibly the world, but mostly Hawkins to realize that this isn't devil worship. Ow being this is like some weird stuff like another dimension coming through then they'll i want them to all realize that all this crazy stuff that's been happening in hawkins this is what's going on and they're going to finally get explanation for it so then they can get their justice and their rewards first taking care of the town all the year these years I don't want anybody to die I just want everybody to like defeat Vecna get rid of the upside down and all its portals and whatnot and like finally be able to live a nice and peaceful life
2: well Milani what are you looking forward to
1: um
5: okay I know y'all said y'all want him to die but honestly I'm looking forward to I I like will and i think he's a good character and i know like in the last couple scenes of the last episode he was like touching his neck like he did before and he was like oh i can feel him and whatnot you know signature will stuff (laughs) but like i'm really excited to see how he like plays into the upside down and what's gonna happen when the upside down actually comes to hawkins and like what's gonna happen when he comes face to face with vecna like i don't know i've been hearing some theories and people think that he's gonna be like a really big part in the next season so I'm really excited to see like how he plays and everything because like honestly I wouldn't be mad if like he just like teamed up with Vecna and like became like evil Will or something like I feel like that'd be like really interesting to watch and like see him be in his like villain arc or whatever I don't know I'm just excited for Will
2: uh, Ricky baby Ricky what are you looking forward to Um, I'm
3: definitely looking forward to Will start switching the back of his neck it's getting old <clears throat> like there's a brief every time he touches the back of his neck, I get upset. His character makes me upset. So, I'm hoping some of my least favorite characters die off, even though it is the main crew. We can always find new people to replace them with.
2: Like, but it's the final season,
3: okay? You'll be the grave at the final season. Oh well. Um, death hope Death, hoping Eddie comes back because that was really disrespectful. He was only here for a season. That was very rude. Like you didn't okay. have to kill him off like that. Y'all could have killed Makov. she has been here for a a good while now. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, the end of the show. It's been going on for so long, it just needs to end. I enjoy the show, but sometimes it's very corny, and it just has to it just has to get turned off. I'm looking forward to all the characters being old. You know, maybe they become like best friends. You know, maybe they stop dying. Maybe Vecna. Just says, I must stop bothering these high schoolers, <laughs> stop being weirdo. Like, please, it's getting, it's getting old. It's getting old.
6: Uh, this show came
2: out in 15. Say that again. Oh
3: my. I was in like third grade.
2: I was in high school. Well, I am looking forward to the climactic battle, I, uh, and I do think it's going to be some some cool. Uh, Fighting the upside down monsters and stuff. And uh I don't know. I I do think maybe one or two main characters might end up getting killed. In terms of like like when the series, like, oh, you can't kill Will, because that's homophobic. That's ridiculous. You can kill a character just because the character happens to be gay, it doesn't mean it's homophobic that you killed the gay character. I feel like that's why Robin. Clearly survived the last thing because Robin's an incredibly annoying character. Yeah, well, she died, but she survived because she's gay. No, and they're
1: like, oh, you can't kill a gay person. That's ridiculous. You can't. No, they're characters. They're just. Well, she's there. She's there for comedic release, so they're not going to kill her. She's no failing. Robin. She's failing.
5: No Robin.
1: There um, was a. There was something I wanted to, to say. Did they ever talk about what Will experienced when he was in the Upside Down? Like, Mans was in there a very long time. How did he survive that long? Yeah, he need you know, that.
2: You know what the cool thing is? Like, people were were pointing back to when Will first got abducted uh, in the very first season, and then there's like, if you heard when he got snatched by the Demogorgon, you heard yeah, like it sounded
5: like clocks. Yeah,
2: you heard like a clock chime like uh the things that
5: See that's uh, time season 5 Will is going to be a really big character cuz you know what was so, Yeah, he doing that's through? what my friend said. He
1: said that Will uh Vecna might be like a manipulating Will and Will might be working with Vecna or yeah. something like that. Spy like in season 2. Yeah in the back of his neck because if you think about it there there was this thing where will in the first season in the first episode he runs to the shed to go get the gun and he's like sitting there in the shed and the door starts turning i'm like the demogorgons don't know how to use doors was it vecna did vecna personally come and kidnap will they
2: that that is one of the theories out there that uh but I, I just, I don't know, I, it is clear that Vecna was running the thing from the get-go because that was revealed in volume two, which I remember, and it's so funny because when I went back and was listening to the uh, previous episode when we were talking about volume one, we were all talking about how Vecna didn't seem like a henchman, like he seemed more like the main villain, and he mm-hmm. was the main villain, so... But I am looking forward to the, the final season. I enjoyed it overall. It was very fun.
6: It Those, was
2: good. The, you know,
1: it I, was painful. Oh, my gosh, it was so painful.
2: I feel like if they wanted to kill off a new character, they need to kill off that pizza boy, Argyle, because he is a <gasps> Oh, yeah. No, Argyle. I think it should be Argyle Why or Steve. Out. Y'all
6: can't touch Argyle. Argyle, Sander. Argyle no Argyle. Sander. Exactly. Sander. Do so not Argyle. touch Argyle. Sander. He lived his life. Uh, his mind, his God, he's living his life, he he's minding business.
1: He's living his life, he's being the best. What was that place called? He should have stayed in California. Yeah, they don't even, you don't no, talk yeah, about Yeah, he, he should have like, stayed, LC. they should have left him. It don't, don't make, make no sense fire. how he was driving them yes. all around in a company's car. Yeah, and a company's yeah. car, yeah. They they to the company. How did he to pay for gas? I'm confused, I'm confused.
6: Um,
2: but I was also happy that Murray survived because that was- Oh yeah, I love Murray. I did. Oh yeah. That's that's one of my- I love-
1: And this was like, this was even in like Avengers. I love those characters who come in clutch and Murray definitely came in clutch with that flamethrower. Yeah. That was a cool moment. That was awesome.
5: Well, are they going to explain where Murray and Yuri went though? Like they just disappeared. Yeah, the oh, yeah they did murray
7: went back to his house
2: Mur- yeah murray will probably be back for the or Friday enzo season. and
7: yuri
1: Yuri, yeah. who cares i don't really care oh. <laughs> i think they're gonna be part of the team and they might die too
5: but they were now I think enzo
1: might die because he said he has a kid and everything back in russia so he probably he probably's gonna die but i think they're gonna be part of the fight somehow Why if they're in Russia, though he's free. He's not gonna be worried about because they're prisoners, so they they ran away to America, so they're hiding. They are dead. Who all the people in Russia in that
6: jail? Okay, somebody's worried about about
2: but all right. I, I appreciate you guys jumping on with me. It was fun as always. Uh I'll probably have you guys back because I want to talk for Love and Thunder, and I think all you guys saw such
6: a poopy movie. Yeah, it
2: was it was, disappointing.
6: <laughs> it was devastating. It was disappointing. You guys are haters. You guys I'm are horny. Horny. Turbo. Nathaniel, you shut <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to hear you.
2: it. You telling oh me God. you will give Stranger Things a C, but you like four level. <laughs> no! oh, get her <laughs> out. This guys, stay! You're over here. You, You, wild, to brother, this you, guy's need, you need to leave. You need to leave. You need to leave. That's that's. <laughs> get off of here! Wait. That's for a whole new. You are just big. You're rolling. Uh-uh.
6: You're uh-uh. rolling. Uh uh-uh. All right. Mm. I'll talk to you guys <laughs> later. Have a good All night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Good night.
2: So that's it for Stranger Things. Uh, and now, at this point, I'm gonna go ahead and include that uh, small portion of um, Van Lathan's discussion in regards to his reaction to the Black Panther: Wakanda Forever trailer. And then after that, I'm gonna talk some cowboys, and then uh, talk about what's gonna be coming up in the next episode of the Zero to One Hundred Podcast. And this recording is played at double time speed.
0: stand from a personal standpoint, um, why? coogler and everybody else that was involved in the movie could not recast the role mm-hmm. i understand why and you have to give space to the actual creatives who are making this movie who want to honor their friend in a way um that doesn't at all uh that that, that does his memory right right mm-hmm. you know here's the thing the reason why i feel so strongly about this is not even because of t'challa we lost chadwick boseman to cancer at age 44. that is an obscene unspeakable tragedy and what he went through uh to do that silently and to act and perform for children and for people like myself who had worshipped these stories for so long is one of the more brave and heroic things I've ever seen an actor do. Mm -hmm. Losing a black man to a disease at 44 is very realistic, unfortunately. Our life expectancy is not quite what it is for other people in this country. Mm -hmm. We die sooner. We have diabetes. We have uh, HIV and AIDS. We have heart conditions. You know, we get cancer, we pass away. And it's sad. And we try to tell each other, hey, man, watch yourself, do better, whatever, whatever. It's sad. It's a sad fact of the bull****. Putrid life, sometimes that it is to be black in America. It's so beautiful, and we love it. But sometimes we have to deal with things that other people don't have to deal with. For me, T'Challa lives forever. Like he lives forever.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he doesn't die, based upon what happens to us in the real world. T'Challa was here when I was nine. T'Challa was here when I was six. T'Challa is supposed to be here when my kids are nine, and when my kids are six. T'Challa is a forever character, and it is not a reminder for me. The character of T'Challa, the Black Panther, who he represents, is not supposed to be a reminder of how hard things are in the actual world, it's supposed to be a reminder of the genius, the ingenuity, and the perseverance that we could have and will have. And to watch the character be killed because of the circumstances that sometimes befall us in the real world, it's too real for me. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, it's not something that other people in this space have had to deal with. They get to have six Batmans, they get to have three Peter Parkers, they put them all in a movie Mm -hmm. together. They get to have uh a different hulks and a different supermans and all of this right christopher reeve an amazing superman he passes away this is later on in his life but that's okay because you it's not okay that he died but you have uh Harry Cavill as superman you know you have adam welling you got tom welling as superman you have brandon ralph as superman mm-hmm. and the character I- itself is is immortal but our character isn't yeah like ours isn't our hero isn't immortal like he has to die we have to mourn all of these people in the real world and then we have to f- go to the movies and we have to mourn t'challa too mm-hmm. i'm sorry i understand it it's not f- fair
2: and that's why I just wish they would go ahead and recast it because it was it was the part where he was breaking down how everybody else superhero gets to constantly be recast. Like, you, you see multiple Supermans. There's no question of, will there be another Superman? Will there be another Spider-Man? Will there be another Batman? It's just, you get that all the time, but for the black people, our character is like, no, you only get one. That's it. You don't get this character anymore. And that's the part that really takes me off in, in that regard. But uh, at this time, I want to talk some Cowboys. And, you know, like I, I mentioned it in the last episode, and I've, I've been mentioning it more and more, especially when I've been talking to, like, my other fellow Cowboys fans. This season in particular, I feel like I am more angry at actual so-called quote-unquote cowboy fans than I am other teams' fan bases. Like, typically, after the Cowboys win a game, I love I love to make a live reaction video um, in response. And it's usually, you know, like I'm yelling at other teams' fans, like Eagles fans in particular, uh, you know, Washington fans, Giants fans, whatever, um, just haters in general. Like I'm usually directing it at that, at at them, and I'm usually really fired up. But I just feel like I'm almost more fired up towards Cowboys fans, doubters. Like I call them Cowboys fans, doubters, because they they say they root for the Cowboys, and I get it. You don't have to always be super optimistic. like you always like. I realistically go into the season thinking, okay, the chances of the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl is not high. That's like, you know, I used to go into it every year, like, oh, they win the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl. And especially as they got better, like after the 2007 season where they went 13-3, should have went to the Super Bowl. They had home-field advantage, and then they lost that heartbreaker to the Giants. And, you know, but you think, oh, the next year they'll be back. It's no problem. And then the same thing for the um, – 2016 season, like where they had home field advantage, they lost that heartbreaking game to the Packers in the in in, you know, divisional round. So it, it, you feel like, okay, next season they come back, they'll be better and then they don't make it. So you have a history of the Cowboys not, you know, following up a good season with another good season. Um, I, I didn't look it up, but I know – there was a beat writer for the Dallas Morning News, David Moore, who uh, the statistic that uh, the Cowboys haven't had back to back playoff seasons since the late 2000s, like I mean early 2000s. I, I think, I don't know if it was 98, 99 was the, the last time they had back to back seasons where they made it to the postseason. So I get it. That's a long time ago. And so the track record you would say is that, okay, they had a good season. They made it to the playoffs. This season, they're not going to make it to the playoffs. And I I understand the frustration from Cowboys fans, but it doesn't mean that you have to automatically be pessimistic as soon as, like, the season begins. And just, like, I'm not saying you have to think they're going to win the Super Bowl because they're not, like, especially after the first week. Like, you usually don't feel really good about that until you get to – the midway point and then like as it gets closer to see where the seed is gonna be and you think, hey, is there a chance I'll get a one seed, especially now when the one seed is the only one that gets the division the first week uh by. So I can understand you not getting that hype to that extent, but it's just look, I understand that the front office is not one that you feel like they're great at what they do. And it is frustrating when free agency starts and you see other teams getting free agents and other teams bringing in new players. And the Cowboys typically stay in pat and then they don't get involved until like the second or third week of free agency where they get one year deals or they get veterans who once had a big name and now they're out and they get people on the cheap. They bargain bin shop. It's, it's just what they do. And. It's frustrating. It's not fun. You want to hear them go after a big name free agent. I get it, but it's not like sometimes it doesn't work. Like when they first signed J. Ron Curse last year, nobody was thinking, "Oh, J. Ron Curse, that's a good pickup." There's like, who the f is J. Ron Curse, and why did you waste it? What what, ain't doing nothing? Yet J. Ron Curse, uh, J. Ron Curse turned in a great season, and fans was going to be mad if the Cowboys let him walk, even though it was just one good season. And so, but you've been dying for good safety play. You got good safety play. And then, you know, if you looked at how it was supposed to be at the beginning, you weren't excited and then it turned out well. I mean, the same thing for Michael Parsons. Like I had one person who was sitting there talking uh, today about, um, you know, how the Cowboys should have got, Rashawn Slater, if they had got Rashawn Slater, then it, you know, the Tyron Smith injury wouldn't be that big a deal. But then they also had to turn around and acknowledge, though, if they hadn't, you know, if they had drafted Rashawn Slater, then that means they wouldn't have got Micah Parsons. And I think if you had the comparison, you're like, oh, which one would I rather have, Rashawn Slater or Micah Parsons? Uh, The answer is, I'd rather have Micah Parsons. And so. You know, I get it that it's frustrating to see the Cowboys not doing certain things, but at the same time, you have to be excited about p- players like Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and J-Ron Curse and Malik Hooker and Marquise Bell and Israel McCamu. It's just, this, like especially on the defensive side of the ball, it's been like the Cowboys' defense over the last couple years until last season – have been so historically awful, so historically bad, that to see the potential in this young, hungry defense just gets you excited. And I understand, yes, look, they shouldn't have traded Amari Cooper, at least not until the draft, because, yes, they got fleeced on it. They were dumb, and the Cowboys always do this. They make it, they broadcast it to the world that they're going to either trade this player— Release this player, and most teams were like, Oh, well, then we just gotta wait, go ahead and release them, or okay, fine, here's something really cheap. Like, here's a fifth-round pick. Give me that receiver. Like, (laughs) I can't express how stupid Steven Jones is in terms of the cap and and trying to finagle deals and stuff, because they always lose. Like every deal that they try to make, they end up losing. They lost to Zeke, they lost the deck, they lost to Demarcus Lawrence. They like they lose every single deal. When Trayvon Diggs is up, they'll lose that deal. When Michael Parsons is up, they'll lose that deal. Like they need to just go ahead and give them what they want when they want it. And it's just because they're terrible at it. And it made zero sense for them to either release Amari Cooper or trade him when they did. When if they just held, pat, and waited to the draft, they would have been able to to trade Amari Cooper. And got, like, something so much better than what they got. But the point is, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, because they got rid of Amari Cooper. Oh, my God, the season's over. Like, yes, Cooper was good. He was very good. But it's not like he was, like, people were, like, almost holding him in the same category as, like, J- Justin Jefferson or... or uh, or Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup. He was not, no. He was not up there. He was a really good wide receiver. He was definitely top 10 wide receiver. But I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh my goodness, he is doing the level of Jamar Chase and them. He just wasn't because he wasn't even that consistent to that standpoint. Like the thing that I, I saw from Amari Cooper would be, he would be really, like really great. Really, really good for about, Four or five games, I would say. You know, you can push it up maybe six. Then there would be about four or five games where he was a complete non-factor. He completely disappeared. Like, it was typically on the road. He wouldn't have great games or have good, not even a good game. He'd just be a non-factor. And then you would have, like, uh, you know, three or four games where he was okay like he wasn't bad he wasn't good he was just okay he was like it was a solid performance it's just that's the thing it's just he was not a world be like you could see it the potential was there for him to be it but it just never was consistent to me enough to sit there and cry over like I I see a little bit more consistency in my opinion from C.D. Lamb and I think he has the potential now granted he doesn't have anybody else on him but Michael Gallup is no slouch. Michael Gallup is a good wide receiver. He's not going to be out for the majority of the season. In fact, there's a potential that he could be back by week two, which is why the Cowboys didn't put him on the pup. It's just, I'm not going to sit there and get that worked up about it. Now, let's get to the Tyron Smith thing. I get it. The Cowboys should have been better prepared with swing tackles. But here's the thing. Sometimes you don't know what it's going to be until you actually see some things. They had a plan. Their plan was they had drafted Josh Ball in the third round. The, the draft before, might have been fourth round, excuse me, but they had pretty much drafted what they thought would be their swing tackle of the future, the, the draft prior. He got hurt in the 2021 20, uh, season, so he didn't play at all. This is the first time he's getting been to play. He looks terrible. He looks bad. He does not look good. He doesn't look like If that's the plan for swing tackle, it's a miss. Now, they had Tyron, and they the thing is, you know Tyron is going to go out at some point, but that's why they drafted Tyler Smith. The plan was for Tyler Smith to play left guard, get his feet wet, because it was a project. That was the thing. Like Everybody knows that they say Tyler Smith, he, he's got a lot of potential, but it's a project. You're going to get an album. Eventually, he was going to take over at left tackle, but the plan was probably to be that like next year or maybe like in the middle of the season when you know Tyron Smith was going to get hurt, then after a while, then you can, you know, get him over there. All the Tyron Smith injury did was accelerate the process. That's it. At some point, Tyron Smith will go play left tackle. Tyron Smith being hurt just means you start week one. And at least he had two weeks to try to get ready for it. Now, yes, the whole preseason, this this is the part, I, again, I take issue with the Cowboys with this. If your plan is for Tyler Smith to take over at left tackle at some point, then maybe during training camp and preseason, you should have gotten him some more reps at left tackle. That is their fault. They, they made an assumption, and you know what happens when you make an assumption. So, it, it, I... On that point, I'm not defending him, and, and you have every right to be upset and angry. But the plan was always for Tyler Smith to take over from Tyron at some point. This just accelerates it. And in terms of Tyron Smith, everybody's sitting there crying like, oh my God, he's hurt again. He hasn't played a full season since 2015. You knew Tyron Smith at some point was going to get hurt. And you knew he was going to miss games because he hasn't played a full season since 2015. The most that he's played within the last six, uh, excuse me, within the last seven seasons, like, was 13 games in a season. That was it. Like, the season before, uh, like, prior to, you know, last season, he had missed, like, over half the season. Last year he only played 13 games. It's just you weren't going to get a full season out of Tyron Smith anyway. So I understand it sucks, and yes, you want to get. The, here's the the thing is, is that and the reason why people are upset, and, and people, are like, oh, why didn't they play him by for this? If you knew he was going to be hurt, because Tyron Smith is still very good. That's the crazy thing about it. It's not like. He's breaking down and he sucks. It's just that he can't stay healthy anymore. But when he actually plays, he's still a top five left tackle in the league. That's why they were just like, well, look, you know, he's going to go out at some point. But when he's in there, he's going to be the best. And this rookie is not going to out, you know, beat him out. Or the swing tackle that we bring in here is not going to beat him out as long as he plays. So to me... While it sucks that he's going, it's actually a good thing that, look, okay, we know where we stand. Let's get this over with now. Let's get the rookie out there. He's going to take his lumps. And then I'm hearing they're potentially talking to Jason Peters, who is an all-pro tackle. Granted, he's incredibly old, but he played 15 games. He started 15 games for the Bears last year, and he was still decent. He was still solid. Like, he was solid for the Eagles for years, even after being older, so if they do bring in somebody like Jason Peters to play like that swing tackle role or you know if Tyler really is struggling at left tackle then okay then you have a viable option so hopefully they do bring in Jason Peters I don't have a problem with that but the only other reason why I'm like actually okay with the fact that everybody is hating on the Cowboys and doubting the Cowboys and saying oh they're not going to do anything is this, this and that blah, blah, blah perfectly fine because for call it mental block whatever for whatever the reason i always see when the cowboys are underdogs or counted out that is when they put in their best system they i'm telling you it's like when sean lee had got injured in in uh, 2014 training camp he was another really good but often injured player but when he actually plays he was great but when he got hurt in 2014 and this defense was already bad, I automatically put in my mind, oh, God, this is going to be a terrible season. I remember going into it, like, I was sitting there thinking, like, this season's going to be trash. It's going to be one of the worst seasons ever. I know they're not going to do nothing you man? That's when they had DeMarco Murray. He had that great season. And they beat Detroit in the wild card. And Dez caught it. I don't even care what anybody says. <sighs> Dez caught that ball. And I just knew if they had got past the Packers and got to Seattle because they think I felt like they could win they were gonna go to the Super Bowl that year. But anyway, um that was that year. I went into it and a lot of people were pessimistic when the Cowboys exceeded expectations. Now, twenty sixteen, Romo injures his back in the preseason versus Seattle. Kellen Moore breaks his leg. You have a fourth round compensatory pick quarterback Dak Prescott and I was just sitting there thinking like oh. And and, and we had just already seen like a season before because what happened was that was the 2016 was the year where they drafted Ezekiel Elliott with the fourth pick because the season before Tony Romo had got hurt in the second game of the season and they were absolutely terrible without Romo. So when you have Romo Injuring his back, you just automatically know, okay, he's out. He got this rookie quarterback in, This team's gonna suck. And they ended up losing the first game of the season. And then they won eleven straight. And then they got the first seed. Like they, they had home field advantage. They finished the season at thirteen and three. They were gonna have home field first round. They had to buy everything. I was just point is it was a great season it just ended in heartbreak because it was the Aaron Rodgers just Cowboys was down 21-0 and then they came back and ended up tying the game at 30-30 to and after Jeff Heath got that sack of Aaron Rodgers in that playoff game I swore they was going to win that game like I was like oh they're going to win this game but anyway point is they lost that game with a heartbreaker yeah. but Nobody was expecting them to do anything, and then that's when they did. It's just, I feel very happy and content with everybody picking the Eagles to win this division and everybody doubting the Cowboys. Now, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. But I am very excited about where this team is. And and the other reason, like, the main reason I'm super excited is because I look at Dak Prescott. And... Last season, he didn't play in the preseason On Everybody was like, oh, he should have played in the preseason. Why he didn't play in the preseason? And then the first game of the season versus Tampa Bay, he had one of his best games of the season. And they fell short because, one, their field goal couldn't hit the brass side of a barn in that game. So, anyway, but he was having, man, he was having like an MVP level season until the Patriots game where he won it in overtime, but then he strained his, his calf. And if you see how he played after he strained his calf in that Patriots game, that's why I'm optimistic going into the season. If he's, uh, you know, he's a year removed from the ankle injury, he's 100%. He had a full all season. He had to overcompensate for one one injury to another, which is probably what caused the calf strain in the first place. And he clearly was playing differently after the calf strain. And you can see it. Like, he wasn't even trying to run. And teams knew he wasn't trying to run, so they played him differently. Now, I think he's going to run some more. I think he's in better shape. I think he's going to have, like, he doesn't have the health concerns. I think he's going to be smart when he runs. But I think he's going to run, and that's going to be another element to it. So... I'm excited. I will definitely have some more Cowboy fans on now and uh, before the season starts. And, and so in the next episode, I'll have some more Cowboys talk. Also going to be talking uh, in the next episode, Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, because look, Thrones is back and I share my thoughts on the finale of Game of Thrones, which Everybody seemed to hate, and initially it was it was frustrating. I'll admit, but after, like I said, over time, I've grown to appreciate it and and like the way it ended for certain characters and how it went out. And it was still awesome to me to an amazing show and so there you have house of the dragon and it just it, it brought back like after the first episode i was so fired up it was so enjoyable i was like, man it made me want to go back and now i'm going back and re-watching Game of thrones because that's how good it was so anyway uh thanks for listening to zero to 100 podcast This was a good episode, it was a long one, but I had a lot of stuff to talk about, especially in terms of the Cowboys, and um, as you can see in the model thing, so share your thoughts, what do you think, email the show at 0to100pod at gmail.com, that's the number 0, T-O, the number 100, P-O-D, at gmail.com, and uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at WCWPoet, and this has been the 0to100podcast, episode 92. Catching up. Part 2. We out.